This is Don't Fear Grit with Rob Taormina. Marketing strategies and advertising technologies to help you build a better business. Hey guys, and welcome back to everyone's favorite show on all of the interweb, Don't Fear Grit. I'm your host, Rob Taormina. I am pumped to be back with a brand new season and help kick things off. We've got everyone's favorite producer. You guys know him from really being from behind the scenes all of these years. Uh, now he's in Florida and we are remoting him in. Let's all welcome back to the stage. C-Reg, what is oh, up, my friends? Rob, oh. I'm surprised to see you. I actually thought this was, I was doing a Zoom interview for a, for a job at uh, Walmart. Oh, that well, that's a little awkward now, isn't it? Was not expecting but, you. <laughs> well, listen, it is good to hear your voice. It's also good to see you, my friend. Now, before Thanks. we kick things off, let's everyone know, um, because regardless of when everyone's going to be watching or hearing this, Craig, we're recording this during the storm. I'm up in New York. There's no storm here. Craig is in Florida. Literally, I think the heart of the storm is going right through Florida yeah. right now. So every, is everything okay? Sure. Are you safe? Yeah, I'm on the East uh, Coast, so I'm I'm okay right now, but... uh Okay. Might might get some drops and signals here. All right. All right. Well, listen, if we got if we lose you, I think we're going to be everyone's going to be, you know, devastated, but hopefully up oh, and look at that. We just lost we we just lost Craig, but you know what? Listen, we the show must go on. Hopefully he signs back in and I believe he is. And this is how we're going to roll people. This is how we're going to roll. Watch this. We're going to There he goes and now he's back. Just as I say, drops the signal. <laughs> just, just as you say. So listen, if we do drop signal, Craig, I promise is going to try um his best to to get back on and uh but anyway, we've got a great show. We're going to be talking uh about some things that Yes, Craig and I talk about privately a lot, and Craig is actually, he's a big fan, therefore he's also a big expert, but I know this is actually mass market topics right here, and uh, so we're going to get right back into this, and we've got a new show format that we're going to be previewing, so for the um, like the YouTube and the video audience, you're going to be able to see it. For the people who are just listening in, we'll definitely give you those cues, but what we're going to do is we're going to have this countdown timer, we've got two minutes per topic, and we've got a few really cool topics uh, for everyone. So let's reset this timer here. So it's really, really cool. Uh, here we go. Let's get back into our topics. Um, and so the topics that we're going to be uh, discussing uh, today, um, ha- there's going to be a theme to these topics, um, but I think it's things either that people like are pretty aggressively and passionately deb- debating right now, or yeah. if like you're... I don't want to give away all the topics like right away, but like if these things, uh, you know, happen or you're experiencing things regarding some of these topics in the moments, I know that for a fact people are thinking about it. So we're going to get right into it. And, and the, the first topic really reveals the theme. Um, and that's Disney. You know, what is going on with Disney? Um, and, you know, everyone's favorite Mickey Mouse. Um, and is definitely evolved over the years, Craig. So being that you're in Florida, you're a neighbor of Mickey Mouse. Um, mm-hmm. I want to know your opinion, and we're going to start this countdown timer. We've got two minutes to talk about Disney. What's going on with Disney? Oh, Good, bad. It, yeah, speed run. Exactly. Good, bad, and the ugly. What's going on with Disney, in your opinion? Well, let's see if my brain can catch up with my mouth. Okay. So, Disney. <laughs> yeah. As you know, I've been a lifelong uh, Disney fan, Disney stan, mm-hmm. if you will. Uh, I got to be honest, though, Rob. Currently, I'm not too happy with Disney. I'm losing a little bit of faith in Disney. Okay. Uh, and that's saying a lot because you're a big Disney fan. Yeah, as a general like company, I'm, specifically my department in the movies, um, 
I'm not really happy with how they've been handling their properties. And I think with the emergence of Disney Plus, which maybe we'll get into a little bit later in terms of streaming, they have been pushing, and not just for Disney Plus, they've been doing this for a couple of years. It seems quantity over quality. And I think you're really seeing a lot of the projects, like something like Marvel, for example, that I never thought was going to be such a mixed bag uh, yeah. in this current you know, uh, phase. But it seems like Disney is kind of just... Uh, more focused on the dollars and the creativity uh, at this point. And not that they weren't always, you know, looking out for the big bucks, but I think, uh, you know, certain leadership had more maybe of a focus on the creatives and it yeah. seems to be more of a focus on just the bottom line at this point. And I think you're yeah. going to see while things might be making money right now, long-term effect, I think it is going to, you'll start to see a dip. Yeah. I mean, Disney went on this tear buying up a ton of assets, big brands, uh, big content assets, and everyone got really excited. But I think they have in recent years, definitely over the past year, moved away from um, sort of the allure that families have with, with Disney. And that's sort of like this sort of dream world, this fantasy world, this excitement, you know, where dreams uh, are where, you know, what, what is that whole, whole line? We lost Craig. He's going to come back. Remember, guys, he is in uh, Florida here. And I promise you we're going to get him right back. There he is. So what there I was saying... You know, a, a, a dream is a wish your heart makes, right? Like all of these type of like really fun fantasy things um, and uh, our time's up on this, on this topic. But um, yeah, I think they've shied away from that. Um, and I think that this recent run of purchasing incredible assets, and I think I think Disney will do great with them. Um, I, I think, though, it has distracted them away from their original vision. Um, getting right. into the next uh, topic, again, staying on theme, though, um, and this is sort of what you were saying. A board with Marvel is everyone bored with Marvel? Let's reset the clock here. And I'll, I'll leave this one off. I think yes. I think you went through that incredible round of movies where Marvel really reinvented themselves. I think they, in fact, they saved themselves and they came up with quality movies, quality storylines that really just attracted the mass market and we were hooked. Hence, look at Avengers Endgame breaking crazy records right. like crazy. You know, we were hooked into these characters, into the storyline. We Everyone loved Marvel, but something happened after Endgame, and this came with, obviously, you know, now Disney acquires Marvel, we've got Disney Plus and streaming, which we're talking about a little bit later on, and did did all of a sudden the market become too saturated with the Marvel content? My my opinion um, is yes. I think that they, the, the, the market became way too saturated uh, with... I think the market, um, Craig. What I was saying, I know you're coming back in here. You're in that storm, right? But I was saying, I think, I think the market just wait has way too much Marvel content, and I think they put out way too many shows too quickly. I think they put out way too many movies also too quickly, and I think something. And and listen, I could be wrong with this, but I think something that added to the excitement of Marvel for that 15 plus year run was the fact that you know you didn't have a, a Marvel movie coming out every six right. months necessarily all of the time, right? You, we right. would have to wait. And I think, you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder in the sense that, and it, when it comes to Marvel, I think people were so excited about what's going to happen next, you know, and now I don't, I don't hear people talking about it. You know what I mean? Like the, 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 you know, Twitter feeds are not trending with Marvel stuff. The water cooler talk at work is not centered around Marvel like it was. And, and, and definitely, 
um, schools, kids are not talking about it as much as, as they were. And I think there's, there's just, it's just got, went through a period of time where there was way too much. Quick thoughts. I know we're running out of time on this topic, but I'll let you finish off with 10 seconds. Ged, what are your, what's your thoughts with 10 on? 10 seconds? Okay. Yes, bored with Marvel. Uh, listen, I agree with what you're saying. I think, you know, Disney's owned Marvel actually for a few years, for quite some time. I think it was 2012, maybe. Um, but I think the issue here is now the characters they've been giving me, I've been liking the characters. It's been the stories that have not been landing for me. And it's like you said, Marvel mm. went from producing three movies a year to now producing eight shows and movies every single year. Um, you know, COVID was a problem with certain release dates, but even now out now that we're out of COVID, looking into the next couple of years, eight projects every single year, you're spreading the head of the company, Kevin Feige, too thin, and he's the visionary. And when the visionary yeah. cannot be involved in uh, as many projects as much, you're yeah. going to get stuff that's just rushed out. And I think it's a result of similar to what they did with Star Wars. They made Disney Plus and they needed a quick turnaround to make money yeah. for it. And it's coming, you know, it's going to it's going to affect the long term value of, of the brand, I think. I, I, I agree. I don't want it to affect the long-term value. Um, you know, Craig makes a really good point there. I, I think as someone who is a Marvel fan and even other, other assets, um, the other assets like um, like Star Wars, like I don't want to get tired of it. I don't want to be bored of right. Marvel. I, I love Marvel. And I think, the, you know, the fans of, of like, for example, Marvel Comics and the Marvel storyline and then over the past 15 plus years with, with the movie franchises, I think people love them. Um, right. So I don't want to get bored of it. So I think Disney really has to get back to the drawing board I, as far as not necessarily just their creatives, but their strategy of distribution and release. Right. I think that they're not doing a good job of maintaining the future fandom of Marvel. I think they're just trying to, you know, they think strike while the iron's hot. Let's make as much money as we can now. Not realizing. And as much man, content for streaming is really what it is now. At this it's, point. It, it is. I think, right. I think that's what's governing their decisions though. And I think that you've got, you had the, the Marvel franchises initially were governed, not necessarily by, you know, we got to create content to, to compete with the other streamers. That right. wasn't what was driving Marvel when they created the franchises. They were they, leading it. Everyone was. They were lead one hundred percent. But yeah. now they're no longer the leaders in that space. They're playing, trying to play, you know, copycat. They're trying to compete with all the other streaming platforms. So they're releasing lots of content that way. Right. I don't it's know. In general. If, it is Disney. Disney in general. It's not Marvel. Uh, that's true. Let's be yeah, clear. Yeah. This they're is not, not Marvel's necessarily uh, fault. I'm like, saying this is Disney's yeah. vision, and that's really the new right. leadership. That's the no, new yeah, leadership at Disney. It was like you were saying about how the, you know they're not focusing on their core brand. Yes. Look at everything. What has Disney put out that's been original recently? It's all remakes mm. of their classics. That's a great they, point. They, that's they a great point. They have all this technology, but they haven't been innovating. They've been making remakes and remakes and remakes that aren't as good. It's Disney. They can they can lead again. Just make new properties. That's what they did for how what fifty years, however long yeah. it was. And yeah. now it just seems like they're kind of just doing whatever will give them an initial pop. Yeah, we're going to use that to, to go right into our next topic here. Deadpool 3, at the time of us recording, the, uh, it was just sort of released, uh, the, the, some of the trailers for, for Deadpool uh, 3. Everyone loves Deadpool, um, especially because of the relationship between um, Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman. They've got really funny banter over the years, and... These releases of tra of not trailers, I, I misspoke, but of promotional materials are so yeah. creative. I love, and it's that's like an why I like it is. But it, it, you know, it, it comes across as real, even though I know, know it's scripted. But they're they're so creative. Like Ryan Reynolds is, I think, a creative genius, and that's why, like when they when he releases this stuff, I'm like, what 
what is this going to look like? I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to like literally focus on this. I'm going to get my popcorn right. because even the promo is funny. Right. Right. So, um, here we go. Let's, let's launch into Deadpool three. I'm going to let you go first. Cause you're the one who sent this over to me. Um, so right. what do you think? Deadpool three. I think it's exciting. You know, uh, I think you're right. Ryan Reynolds, I think is probably the best marketer of anyone. Uh, the Deadpool marketing is some of the best marketing I think I've ever seen. Um, and this is something that, you know, Ryan Reynolds has been teasing Hugh Jackman over the years. They've had this like kind of fake internet rivalry. Uh, and he's been teasing him even in the Deadpool movies to appear in his movie. He's been obsessed with Wolverine. But doesn't and- that also touch on what we were t- saying before? Like all of those little like Easter eggers throughout that, that has like a, you know what, we're going to focus on 10 years or 15 years. Right. Doesn't that contribute to fans getting getting excited or continuing their excitement? I think you just yes. nailed it. I yeah. think that's what Disney is missing. Ryan, Ryan Reynolds obviously gets it, right? Right. And this is, and you know, it is now owned by Disney, but this is something that was already a, you know, a billion dollar franchise before Disney got it. And they're just inheriting it. And they're inheriting, you know, you know, lucky for them, they're inherit, inheriting uh, Ryan Reynolds and his creativity. Right. right. Uh, yeah. I mean, we just lost Craig again. As a reminder for everyone who's watching, Craig is in Florida and at the heart of that crazy storm is going through there. Um, so let's get let's get him back in here. Um, so, back again. Uh, so here you're back again. Yeah. So go ahead. You were saying about Ryan Reynolds and, and Disney, and now they have uh, access to to him. Yes, I mean, and you know, they're they're making this, and you know, I'll give kudos to Disney. They're keeping it rated R. They're staying true to what the franchise is. They're not mm-hmm. Disneyfying it. They're not changing it. And they obviously approved on bringing in Hugh Jackman, Kevin Feige. Uh, clearly had a hand in that Mm -hmm. Um, and it's just an exciting thing I think the fans have wanted this forever Uh, you know we all kind of thought Hugh Jackman was done because he said he was (laughs) uh, (laughs) many times you know it's going to be fun to see him again and and see the see their banter on screen as their characters Uh, yeah I totally agree Um, next topic here is Universal versus Disney. Um, now I'm going to leave this one off and I'm going to really talk about this from the perspective of the parks, Universal versus Disney. And I recently read something here. Um, and you know, if they, you read it on the internet, it must be true. But in this case, it actually is true. Um, Disney, before Universal had access to Harry Potter, Disney actually had first crack at it. And, um, the uh, the creator of Harry Potter turned Disney down because they were not really, um, going all in. They wanted, I think it was like the story is that they, they were going to create like one ride. It wasn't going to be this immersive sort of theme park experience. And she turned it down. Universal then gets access to it. And the rest is history. You know, the, um, the Harry Potter world at Universal Studios is absolutely incredible. In fact, talk about trailblazers. Um, they really were trailblazers in the new sort of theme park immersive experience, which forced Disney's hand. And then you see, Disney creating the Star Wars world uh, thereafter. So, you know, I think if Disney, for example, we're talking about buying assets like Marvel and Star Wars, could you imagine if if Disney was able to lock up Harry Potter as well? I mean, we're talking about maybe even putting Universal out of business. I, I don't know right. if that's really possible, but but I think that that really brought Universal Studios as a theme park back to life, and now this tremendous interest there, and yet put another sort of like little asterisk. And into, you know, what's Disney doing? I feel like Disney is dropping the ball with certain things um, and uh, really 
you know, listen, I'm all about being progress, technology, moving forward. And I'm okay with change. Like, I'm okay with that stuff, right? But I'm also about respecting the past, respecting what you built success on, respecting the nostalgia and how that has value and how you progress moving forward. And I feel like they've just thrown all of that stuff out the window and they were like, we've got a new vision. It's time to move on. And I don't know that the general public is reacting positively to this right. uh, and i know we just sort of uh you know ended our time on universal studios but quick thoughts i'll let you uh close out universal versus disney i, I know you haven't really been to universal but I'm what are your universal thoughts there time, i've been here listen it's a weird time because i've been it's everything is flipped now i've now been hearing better things about universal than i've been hearing about yeah, so what I we just lost Craig because he's in that storm right now. But yeah, so he was saying that he's hearing better things about uh, uh, Universal well, than Disney. <laughs> yeah, so all right, continue your thought. You've been hearing better things yeah. about Universal, right? Go ahead. I've been hearing better things about Universal than I've been hearing about Disney. From Disney, mm-hmm. I've really been hearing uh, they've been cheapening the experience and raising the prices, yeah. and that's not yeah. a good thing. Right. I, I have no problem with, like, if, you know, I think Walt Disney said that Disney World will never be complete, and I'm completely okay with if they got to get rid of. You know, listen, I love a ton of the old rides, but you, after a while, you know, they got new properties. They want to bring new things in. Sure. I'm okay with that if you make it a yes. good experience. Right. But if you're cheapening it and you're not making the rides what they can be, and you're just raising the prices, that's yeah. an issue there. I think a big problem with Disney right now is, I mean, listen, whenever someone creates something, it's probably at its best when that originator is still around. Mm-hmm, Obviously, mm-hmm. Walt Disney's not here. He's the visionary. You yeah. need someone who's a visionary to run it. Money yeah. is obviously important, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if you have someone who is only focused on the business and with something like Disney, I don't think it's going to work because it wasn't just the money side. Walt was, I think, primarily worried about just the vision of yeah. the creativity. And you need a good balance, but you need someone who's a real visionary. I think. Yeah. That's why I think it's it's suffering right now. Yeah. I mean, I will say, listen, it's not a charity, right? So it, it's a for profit. So obviously, you know, you have to be profitable. You have to make money. And it, it is a business. So, you know, right. I, I do think that it's okay that all decisions, ha- you know, run through the business act aspect of it. But, you know, you can still put value and develop strategy centered around sentiment and nostalgia and feeling actually. I know that sounds like people are going to be dismiss what I just said there, but I want you to think about that because there is a business value to those things. And I don't know that current leadership is putting enough value in those things as far as the overall plan here. And because they've lost sight of that, I, I think that's in, in, in why they're struggling. You know, when you li- when you lose in the court of public opinion, it's going to affect your business, and that's what's happening right now. So I mean, you never I, used to, a couple years ago. You never heard a word out of Disney. Now you hear them every single day. Right? They did this with the park. They did this with the movie. This person said this. Yeah, they're under the microscope big the time. They really it's, are. They hopefully they get their act together. And listen. I think that the leadership cares about Disney. I think the people yeah. that are responsible for making decisions think that they're acting in the best interest of Disney today and in the future. <laughs> I, I just think they're wrong, uh, you know, Listen, and coming out of a pandemic, it's like, I can't, I'm not going to sit there and tell someone running that type of a business, what they should do. Cause yeah. I don't know what kind of money they need to save. Sure. sure. It was going to be rough because yep. you know, you got to close the parks. No movies are coming out. Yes. But I feel like this, it, it kind of goes back to everything. This this feeling of we got to get everything out. We got to get mm-hmm. all these things on streaming. We got to build our numbers. Build our numbers. It's it's gonna hurt the business long term because you're actually lessening the value. I know you're trying to save a dollar here or there, but 
you're not being super creative. You're just kind of recreating stuff that'll get you money quick and it yeah. might help right now, but long-term effect, you're ruining the brand, I think. So yeah, it's going to affect your business in the long run. I, I totally agree. Um, so streaming services, um, you know, we've mentioned it a few times now. Um, there's There was first the rush to create streaming services for all of these, uh, you know, major networks. Um, and then there was the rush to create content. And, you know, I had mentioned this to you years ago when there was this mad rush in the very, very beginning that there was going to be a consolidation. Right. And I think that that's going to definitely happen that, you know, the cream always rises to the, to the top. So I think the, the best services um, creating the best content are definitely separating themselves from all of these other net, smaller networks that they were like, oh, we have no choice but to get into the game. You know, I think these smaller services are going to continue to get bought out by the bigger you know, programs, you're going to see a consolidation because here's another thing that not enough people are talking about. Initially, it was, you know, cable is is terrible. It's not reliable. They don't own a lot of their own content. It's too expensive, right? But now there's so many streaming services that are holding their content like for ransom. It's right. more expensive to have all of these subscription services to streams, Right. So you're really hurting the general consumer experience by forcing consumers to have to have like a dozen different streaming services. You know, that adds up when they're between $4.99 and $9.99 per month. You're talking about it's now more expensive than the old cable days, right? And that's a that's a big problem. And where where one streaming service uh, where one streaming service is not necessarily responsible for that and where one streaming service can't be the solution as a whole they've got to figure this out and i think that there's going to be a continuing a, a continue continuation of a consolidation of these services you know you saw amazon buying a lot of the studios uh, i i think that i i still I, I said this a few years ago to you I actually think that someone's going to buy Netflix. I think you're going to see oh, a, a major player buy Netflix, and then then you're going to right now. They that you know, but it's okay. They have got debt, but they've got membership. They've got subscribers, right? And they do have good content, so there's value. So, um, uh, I, I think you're going to see that. I think that the streaming needs to become a better experience for uh, consumers because, the, the, especially now. Um, you know, I don't know that consumers are going to be able to afford to have 15, 10 or 10 or 15 streaming services. It's ridi- it's getting ridiculous at this point. You know, right. they're, they're really holding, um, you know, their content hostage. Like a good example, you know, Apple, uh, Apple TV, obviously trying to compete. I don't see them as a big player. They are a player. They're not yeah, the Fraggle one of the- Rock, new Fraggle Rock. Right. They are a player. They're not one of the biggest players. They're trying to obviously compete with everyone. I don't think that they're going to be able to. But Apple, remember, is one of the largest companies in the world. They've got what? what? They've got cash. Right. So I've they're going to be good things about all their shows, though. Yes. No, that's why I said their content is good, but they're currently right. not a big player because of, of subscribers. Right. So like they just recently, uh, you know, held hostage some Major League Baseball games because they're trying to stream that as well. And you've got Aaron Judge in the race for breaking the American. American League record of 61 home runs held by Roger Maris and all of a sudden he's going for 61 and guess what the only place you can look watch the game is on Apple TV I'm telling right. you as far as you have to pay attention to consumers consumers were pissed right. they were not happy that they had to you know go on this crazy hunt for this game and a lost viewership because people number one couldn't find it um, and number two they didn't want to 
right? So that the, the, if you you go online, you read the reviews based on the experience, people are not happy at at all. And uh, closing out today's uh, discussion, um, who is the new content king? I'm going to let you lead this one off. That's a hard. That's a hard uh, question. I think a lot of it is preference, to be honest, in terms of what you enjoy more, like what uh, projects, what streaming servers you enjoy more. Personally, I think in terms of, listen, in terms of content and streaming, I think Disney's always going to have a place because they have their library, which is really, you know, that's always going to attract people to, they're never going to go out of business with that because you can go and watch, you know, stuff from the twenties on, on there all the way through all the classics. Uh, I think for me personally, I think HBO's got the right idea because, uh, you know, Warner Brothers recently bought out by Discovery. Uh, they're new. It's weird because it used to be me saying, oh, Warner Brothers needs to be more like Disney. And now I'm like, Disney needs to be more like Warner Brothers. Um, he's been actually axing a lot of properties because he's got the belief that we want quality, not quantity. And they've been mm-hmm. taking stuff off of HBO that hasn't been up to quality. Right. So in terms of who I think a good is... Point. I think they're a really strong player, HBO. So I'm going to go with them for now. Uh, That's an interesting pick. I did not uh, think that you were going to say HBO. The HBO is not going to be my personal pick. Um, I I think that as far as the content king, I'm going to put it in two different categories. I know we've been, you know, uh, Craig is trying to come back now. Um, I I know that I know that we've been talking negatively a lot about uh, uh, Disney, but I'm going to answer this question uh, and, and put it in two different categories. Content is king. So one, I'll, I'll put in the category who's making the most content. I'm going to say Disney right now is going to, is probably leading the charge there, but it's only by default of them owning certain asset brands, fr- franchises. Right. They own Marvel. They own Star Wars, right? And then obviously they've got the whole archive and catalog of Disney, pro- other Disney, uh, classic Disney properties, right? So I'd say as far as the quantity of content i think disney is leading that right and they're and they're netflix you think so so i'm gonna go disney in that category and i think that they are really all in they're doubling down on just creating lots of content as as far as quality of content Mm -hmm. i i'm gonna i'm actually gonna throw a curveball out there and i'm gonna shock you because i don't think that they are a leader yet but i think amazon prime is doing a good job of trying to create good quality shows I really, really do, and I'm curious as what everyone who's watching or listening thinks, um, uh, and I'm going to get Craig back in here right now. Uh, Craig, what do you think about Amazon Prime? So that my, my next pick, even though I, there's a great argument that Netflix is still the leader, right? I'm going to yeah. actually argue that Amazon Prime is doing a good job creating quality shows, and I see Otherwise, them continuing. Definitely. Yeah, you know, they, they, they are, you know, some people might... I know say it's like weird to call them an underdog because, you know, they're a, a crazy big company, right? Bezos Bezos has a lot of money, right? But um, I, I think that Amazon Prime, we're going to continue to see them put out quality shows because similar to Apple, they've got deep pockets. They've got more cash flow than any of the other companies, right? So you got Apple and Amazon, crazy cash flow. So they have resources to be able to to, to do crazy stuff. And as as big as we think Disney is, I don't know if a lot of people realize this, Disney is actually smaller than Apple and Amazon. They're, Amazon and Apple are bigger companies. So I think that, and, and we are also know that you know Netflix is has a, a stupid amount of debt right now. So right. where Netflix might be the leaders, and I think Disney is making the most amount of content, I actually see Amazon Prime 
Amazon making the best quality shows, and I think they're going to surprise us in the in the in the coming quarters to close out the year, and then all, all obviously and what's, to start next year. What's interesting is that if you think about the three that we named, you know, they might be considered smaller in yeah. Amazon, Apple TV, and HBO. Yeah, the I think in terms of quality, listen, I'm running to HBO. I'm watching the new Game of Thrones show every single Sunday. Yeah. Uh, but they don't have they're not putting out a ton like if you think of look netflix my my thing with netflix is that i think they put out the most content because they've just for every one amazing show though they yeah. have like 30 shows that i'm never gonna watch and mm-hmm, disney mm-hmm. seems to be following in that path mm-hmm. which is bothering me although andor i don't know if you watched andor is great it's it's really good but in terms of all these other streamers if you think of amazon they got lord of the rings which I've heard is mixed. I haven't watched it myself, but yeah. they got the boys, which I love. I think the boys is a great show mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's a couple shows here and there, but everyone's raving about them. I yeah. personally prefer that over, you know, a hundred things a month and one thing yeah. maybe we'll talk about. Right. Right. Uh, I mean, listen, and we'll, we can end on this. You know, you, you can't deny the fact also that Disney is also controlling the headlines now they might be all centered around a lot of bad things we're talking to, about them and uh you know there is something to say for there's no such thing as bad press right and uh so at least they're still getting headlines they're still out there people are talking about them and you know what because people love marvel marvel they're gonna watch the marvel shows people right. love star wars they're gonna mo- watch the star wars shows right i'm what we're talking about here is how does that affect long term does that hurt or help the brand personally. I think there is something to say and argue for oversaturation. You can put too much out, and you, and when when it's not a mystery, when it's not no longer exciting because it's so accessible, I don't think you're going to be able to manage the passion, that love for the brand. And right. I think that if, personally, I think it affects it negatively long term. Uh, I'll I mean, let you have the, the closing remarks here on that. I never thought that I would ever like the Disney Vault. I used to hate the Disney Vault back in the days of DVDs and Blu-rays. I couldn't get anything for seven years. I have to run out, get it, and then you wouldn't see it again for seven years. Mm-hmm. I think that was a, a pretty good model now because it made me – you have these classics. You weren't oversaturating the market. You have these classics. You you release them. Then we don't see them for a while, and we want yeah. them more. Um, right. I have not lost faith in Disney. I just – I think they will recover um, because if you think about – I don't know exactly what year it was, maybe the 90s, the 80s, whatever it was – when they were kind of in a dark age themselves, when they were just pumping out sure. straight to video, you know, low quality animation, yes. they they overcame that. Mm-hmm, so I don't mm-hmm. think this is the end of them by by uh, any means. And I'm I'm frustrated because of how much I've loved this company. You know, I'm frustrated because I've seen how how great the content could be, and I think yeah. just trying to flip stuff for a quick buck isn't going to help you, and it's going to turn a lot of the fans off. I haven't yeah. lost faith though. I think they'll they'll get it together. Maybe that means new leadership. Maybe that just means yeah. a new direction. Maybe they're they're finally listening to what the fans, you know, yeah. are saying. It takes a lot mm-hmm. of time to to actually make these projects. Yeah. So maybe the result of project in a couple of years will be the result of us complaining about it or or saying we want this to be a little bit better now. But I haven't yeah. lost faith. It's it's just a little yeah. frustrating. As a oh fan. no, listen, I, listen. When when the rubber meets the road, Disney's gonna be fine, right? right. But. I think that a couple of things, if, if Disney's listening, right. And, and who, they're probably not, but like if, if anyone at Disney is listening to this and I'm going to give Craig an opportunity to come back, but if, if, if anyone from Disney is listening to this, hear these, hear these few things, right. Um, I want you to hear that number one, I need you to focus on creating a better 
theme park experience. And I think that it's been compromised intentionally because you thought it would improve it. It hasn't. And listen to your customers. You know, it, you don't have to go very far to find customers not happy with the experience, right? And that that's from the touch, the first touch point to the last touch point, you know. And uh, then second, secondly is I think Disney has got to be careful on how they are releasing their products. Um, I, and I think if you put out way too much, I think it's going to really affect um, uh, uh, the consumer's passion for it, you know. Um, I, I, and uh, for me, I'm, I'm disappointed. I think obviously, though, like I was saying before, I think Disney's going to be fine. Right. You know, we can we can petition as much as we want for there to be a change in leadership. It's not going to happen. You know, um, you know, so this this current, you know, guy who's who's at the helm is going to be at the helm for quite some time. And I think it's going to be his decision to leave, not not the board, not the public. Right. So um, I, I think that hopefully the people around him, um, they've baked into their plan to, you know what, let's a, a reevaluation. And and right. maybe maybe not to walk it back completely, but to at least reevaluate it, make some changes. Because again, I think the theme park experience needs to be a lot better because that right. contributes to it. You know, there was something to be said for you know baseball. Major League Baseball was struggling for for many 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 years, and they needed to make the baseball game experience more appealing to families. Because what creates long term passion is families being able to bring their kids to the ballpark, hear the crack of the bat. You know, and and get all the smells from the stadium and eat that hot dog. That that's what contributes to being uh, passionate about the sport, wanting to play it, and wanting to watch it. Right. And for years, I remember I remember them talking about how it was terrible. They really focused on it, changed it, and brought families back to the ballparks, which then you know it, you know rekindled this love for baseball. And baseball is doing much better now. And I think that they have to value the in park experience. I know it sounds silly. But they have to, and I think that's going to be a big thing, and that's an advantage that Disney has over everyone else here, right? right? You know, no one else has anything other than the viewer experience and, and, and maybe some retail experience. Disney has something that no one else has. They have the theme park experience that they every single day have a test to gauge what's going to work, what's not going to work, what right. brands are going to land, what are not going to land, what people want, don't want, right? They have that, and I feel like they just ignore it. And hopefully, right. you know, they get they get back to it because um, it has um, gotten. Listen, it's gotten crazy expensive. I hate to sound like an old man, right? Oh, I can't believe how expensive it is, right? But it is. It's crazy expensive. Expensive. The average American cannot afford to go to Disney World anymore. Um, and I think that that right there proves that they've lost sight of what they're trying to do. You know, right. if the average person can't go. Um, that's, that's sad. Um, so they've got to definitely figure that out and hopefully they do because I'm a big fan of Disney. My wife is like crazy Disney, Disney, you know, and, uh, so hopefully, you know, you know, they can continue the the tradition and kids and grandkids can enjoy it just like we did. Right. You know, I think, Uh, I think also in terms of, you know, I've been talking a lot about Disney. I think also us as the fans need to also, uh, take this as a lesson because, I yeah. was one of them for years saying, we want more, yeah. we want more, we want more. You know, that's yeah. just kind of what we're in this this, mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. time period. Always, we want more, we want more. I want four Marvel movies a year. I don't want three. I want more stuff. Yes. And look, and then I got it and I'm upset about it because the quality dips. So yeah. if we're going to, you know, compl- listen, people complain about everything. We always complain. I think there's, it's different this time. There's more of a consensus yes. amongst the people that there's something going on here with the yeah. company. But yep. 
we got to be open then to when they make changes to say this mm-hmm. is what we wanted. We can't then complain about the changes. You know what I mean? And yeah. and if they yeah. course correct, you can't. You got to give them some room to course correct. Then can't be on them all the time. If you're yeah. going to say we want this change and then they start, but it's slow, then you got to deal yeah. with it. You know? Yeah. No. I mean, that's a that's another really really good point. I I agree with you. Um, and, and maybe that's also why they're not really paying that much attention to the, the general consumer, um, opinion right now, because they have, they're, they're flip-flopping, right? They went from give us more to, oh, now it's too much. So, uh, you know, so maybe they're just going to let it play out for a little bit, but, um, and I hate to sound like a broken record, but I really do think that the in-person theme park experience, there's something there. Mm-hmm. And I think, and I think that they've messed with it way too much, you know, uh, and, and and listen, not to go on too much uh, off on a too much of a tangent here, but just to give an example, um, part of the Disney World experience, or depending on where you are in the entire world, the Disneyland experience, right? Um, is, especially in Disney World in, in Florida, though, that you know when you arrived in Florida, you know you had the Magical Express bus, and when when you got on the plane to go to Disney World, your experience actually started that moment because you put that those special tags on your bags and you didn't get have to do anything because it was the Disney magic. The, mm-hmm. the Disney magic is what brought your bags from the airplane to your hotel room and and you got to go on the Disney Magical Express and they t- you went on this bus and they had a wonderful video and a great and even ex- experience. When you're riding the bus or you're greeted in the airport with the people with the big Mickey Mouse hands, you know, they removed all of that completely. And now that's no longer included. Right. So and so now you have to, you know, make your arrangements for travel. And that's fine. You have to do that with everything else in life. Right. My, My argument is not that it's unfair. Right. My argument is that they removed part of that Disney magic, that Disney experience. It feels like you're kind of just in a business then when you go to – it feels like a business when you're at Disney. Yeah. yeah. I mean so the Disney magic element I feel like has dwindled and I hate to sound like Peter Pan or something like that, right? Where you just have to believe, right? But right. I, I really think that this Disney magic that just that just existed, I think that it is now just a little bit of a flicker. Um, you know, and, and it's a shame and, and I hope, I hope they sometimes bring it back because, and you've heard probably me say it, you've heard it, you've probably said it yourself in the, the, the one thing that, that Disney had as part of their brand is such a great brand is the, the whole thing Disney-fied, right? Mm-hmm. is like is you pay attention to little things when you like whether it be walking around the theme park and they, they, they part of the cement walkway. They put in like fossil, like fake fossilized things in there. It's like, oh, it was Disney eyes, right? Dis- you know, because Disney's attention to detail, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's gone, you know? Yeah, and I think I, they're losing that brand. You know, you don't hear kids talking about that. Oh, it's just, this is just like Disney, <clears throat> you know? You don't hear parents talking about that. You know what you hear, you hear parents talking about? It's too expensive. It's not convenient anymore. And it's no longer fun. And, you know, no one's talking about the Disney magic anymore. And this is what I'm talking about earlier when I was making the argument for what I know a lot of people are going to push back on this statement. There is a value to certain brands and businesses to the feeling aspect. And this Mm -hmm. is what Disney for so long did such a great job at is creating and managing and continuing the Disney magic. That's what they made their money off of because you could put out any fluff and people were going to buy into it. Now, guess what? Because of the decisions that you made, people are focused on the problems. But when you put your when you had great Disney magic, people were distracted. They didn't even see the problem. 
But now you remove the magic, and all people can do is complain about the things they are are, are not uh, enjoying. And 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 there's a there's a laundry list of them, right? So yeah, I mean, Disney was great escapism, which is what hundred percent, hundred percent. The world is crazy. It can yes. be a very dark place. Yeah, you yeah. Want to escape that, you don't want. That's right. And now it kind of feels like you know, Magic Kingdoms, like you know, and just outside my house it's like just any yeah. old you know yeah it's just like it turned into just like a regular boring corporation <laughs> yeah. it's like it, it's kind of it's too i don't know yeah it doesn't feel like escapism as much anymore yeah i i listen that's actually a really good point and we're going to end on that i'm curious what everyone else's thoughts are on today's topics obviously disney was the, the common theme threaded throughout all of our conversations today craig as always you're a wealth of knowledge You've got an opinion. You're the, you're the only person who's ever said that to me. Well, you're, you're a wealth of. I didn't say it was it was important knowledge, but you're a wealth, wealth of knowledge. knowledge. Really, <laughs> that's there. You go, um, and uh, you've got an opinion, even though it doesn't matter. And I, I hopefully you continue uh, to to give everyone your opinion there. And I know everyone else watching and listening in definitely enjoyed your thoughts on on sort of Disney, what's going on, and hopefully. You know, whenever we do a follow up to this particular show, um, you know, in, in weeks or months, whatever, uh, Disney has turned it around. Uh, we, we will see. We, we will see. We will see. Yeah. We will see. All right. But thanks again, buddy. I really appreciate you on the show as always. Uh, and everyone else, thanks you for tuning into Don't Fear Grit. Uh, you know the drill right now before you do anything else. You got to share this with everyone. You got to definitely subscribe and follow and do all those like things that all the, the the crazy algorithms are demanding of us so that this show gets shown to the masses. I appreciate everyone and curious your opinions. You're always welcome to leave them in the con- comments. We read them all and we consider them all and maybe we'll actually bring you on at least your opinion and we'll, we'll have it as one of the... The, uh, featured topics in for a future show. Thanks again. See you next time on Don't Fear Friends.